Welcome back to series five of the podcast. This is a short collection of interviews that I had with people during the first lockdown with a focus and emphasis on attention, intention and distraction. Hope you enjoy them. Well, Karen and Richmond, thank you both very much indeed for agreeing to come on the show. And it's an absolute pleasure to be able to spend a little bit of time with you. So thank you both very much. Well, thank you, Jeff. Good to be here. Yeah, lovely. Thanks uh, for inviting me. It's great. You're welcome. Now, I'm a curious soul, and given where we are right now and what's happening, um, I'm interested to understand what's been going on in terms of your own balance in this period of time that we find ourselves in. Either or. That's a good question. Karen, (laughs) would you like to go first? I was going to say, who who is going to go first? Yes, I will do. Um, it it is it's very interesting actually because in some ways it's uh, I've got more balance, um, and in other ways it, it's 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 all a bit wonky. So I think from um, from being a, being a, having to stay inside, you know, and to isolate, and I am self isolating um due to health you know my health challenges therefore I'm one of those people that's supposed to stay locked up um and uh because I'm not rushing around everywhere which is what I normally do I'm actually finding that the day has got uh, a reasonable um flow to it which is quite interesting and um and so so there's this slight equilibrium of the the way the day goes and uh, but with regards to work, I'm actually finding that whilst I'm not rushing around and seeing people in person, I'm actually um, being more um, w- working more, but being working more creatively and trying to find ways to connect with people in different ways, which is challenging me because I actually, uh, despite the fact that I'm out there and trying to share a message, I don't like putting my head above the parapet as well. So that, that's, that's creating, get, enabling me to get over myself, basically, because otherwise, how am I going to connect with people and help support them? So, that. yeah, it's interesting. I love that honesty. Thank you, Karen. Richmond, what are you up to? Yeah, so um, I've tr- I'm trying to take this as, a, as an opportunity to, to slow down a bit um which which i think i've succeeded in doing my my fear which funny enough i was thinking about this morning is that that i'm sort of drifting too far uh, one way and and really getting used to having all this time to do well actually to do things that i think are meaningful important as you know we've spoken about the writing side of things and and getting a few things in ship shape behind um, behind the scenes you know website and other other administration um but I, there, there will be a time, you know, this will pass and, and it will be back to an element of the clinics. And, and I don't think it will be exactly the same as before. I see some other ways of doing things, having used Zoom and Skype a lot with consultations um, over the last couple of months, which I was doing anyway. Um, so, I don't know, I sort of battle with the idea that things have really changed that much for me personally. That sounds a bit selfish. Um, but, um, but, but from that, then hopefully I can continue to sort of, you know, support others and, and encourage from a, from a stable base. That's, I suppose, how I, how I see it. I don't feel I have a, a great 
balance, but I do feel that each day I'm achieving some stuff, which, which is good enough for me. Yeah. It's fascinating that, that, you know, hearing both of you talk about, you know, how you've adapted or how you transitioned um, into this space that we're in. One of the guys that came on uh, the podcast uh, a few weeks ago was, was openly saying that, you know, he's, he, he's an introvert and, and actually, you know, this is great for him. Um, you know, he doesn't feel bad at all and, and there's no change to him because actually he's quite comfortable being at home in his own skin and doing his own thing. Of course, you know, the broader ramifications and what's going on, you know, does, um, you know, worry him. But from his own personal perspective, he's like, this is great. I, I, I can be in my own space you know, do things in my own way and not have to use this extra energy, which, which is often, you know, what he finds himself doing mm. in terms of what's getting your attention right now. What, what, what's, what are you drawn to? What, what are you focused on? What, what are you giving your attention to? Um, well, from my side of things the, the, the because I come from the, the health, you know, the, the health perspective, and uh, wanting to enable and support people to support their own health with uh, the food that they eat and lifestyle. Um, I'm just keep on seeing so much information um, connecting the, the people who are seriously ill with this, this horrible virus with who have chronic health problems as well. And um, and what's what stood out for me is the fact that it's almost been not exactly brushed under the table, but it's you get the statistics and then it says, but you know, so many of these people had underlying health problems. And yes, the acute situation is really urgent, really important. And as a retired intensive care nurse who couldn't go back and, and help, and I did feel quite bad about that. Um, I'm also in contact with you know my my old colleagues so I know quite how bad it is in there um and um but but the the attention really needs to be with how are we going to help people going forward how are we going to um prevent these severe reactions you know it, it's it's important and um so yeah, my attention's been on that really, and looking at research and trying to find creative ways to encourage and support people um, through food, being getting in the kitchen and and um, and cooking more uh, recipes up and and trying to communicate them, just to sort of encourage people to take more control of their health, because it, it's it's a major major factor, and we we can do something about it. So yeah, that that's what's really catching me at the moment, and trying to think of ways um, to not judge people, but to get people to get it basically, yeah. and um, and encourage them to do something about it, want to do something about it, out of choice rather than fear as well. That's so true. There's there's a lot happening through fear right now, whereas what I think you're saying is we we can have a choice around some of these things and. You know, whilst choice may be taken away right now, depending on people's circumstances, for some of us, that choice will will be there going forward. And it's how we start to look at some of those things that, that we might do differently. Yes. Yeah. This is, this is uh, you know, it is an opportunity to um, reset, 
yeah. for, for in so many ways. Absolutely. Richmond, what's getting your attention at this moment in time? Well, it's, it's great to hear because I, I started as a nurse as well. And I think actually when, when I was looking at your bio, there's a... <laughs> There was, there was a lot of similarities in in our in our background, which was which was great. Um, but um, but yeah, I, I totally agree with this sort of looking at what what can we take forward from from this in terms of you know high point stories. Um, and I think the the society reprioritizing who's in you know not more important because I don't believe anyone's more important than anyone else, but the, the roles and how how can we really be useful to to each other. Um, and to society and I, I've always liked that concept of you know even today right how can I be useful for someone for, to someone else how can I serve mm. a greater purpose or greater cause because actually that's a way of, of contributing to the world but also having a massively positive impact on, on my health um, and I, I totally agree with the um, you know the, the, thinking about the way we eat and actually quite a few people I've chatted to have been or become really inventive with, with the food that they've had available. And of course, we had certain uh, shortages. It seems to be such a problem now where people were, were having to look in their cupboards and see, and see what they had and maybe sort of wake up and realize that, you know, what we want and what we need are two completely different things. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, trying to help the generation coming through to, to understand you know what what really matters and what's really important and now we've got some great examples we've seen so many wonderful um generous um actions of people you know day to day in in the hospitals and, and care homes and beyond but but just out in society and, and hopefully we can we can take those and build on it you're right there's, there's some wonderful examples there and you know it, it's almost like the huge spotlight has been shone on on humanity and we we've seen a lot of the good um, that is associated with, with humankind. We're also seeing some of the other stuff which, which is bound to happen, but you know, thankfully some of those positive, good, um, kind humans and human stories are, are what we're seeing as, as well. In terms of distraction, I always think distraction get, has a bit of a negative uh, connotation to it, but I'm, I'm interested to know what, what are you allowing yourself to be distracted by? Because, you know, things have changed in most cases for people you know work is home and home is work and you know there's, there's certain challenges that go with that what are you allowing in terms of your own distractions during during this period of time um i'm being distracted by being able to live in the countryside um it's very quiet which is quite uncomfortable for me as well um but it's being able to watch spring come through and see how things develop and it's I, I go for a run it's very hilly where I am so they're very slow runs <laughs> but it's every time I go something's changed and the just being more connected to nature is wonderful and um, I've always been a bit of a um, you know nature outside just love being connected with um, just yeah just but just being outside really um, but yeah so that's my distraction at the minute is just um, seeing how the seasons change checking out the bees seeing all the birds come through it's uh, it's quite a wonderful experience in a lot of ways beautiful Richmond's smiling because he's a runner as well 
Um, <laughs> I'm sure it's a much better runner than me. Oh, there's, there's running... no, no such thing as a, as a better runner. No, I was just about to say, I, I used to judge myself, but now I'm, I'm just happy I can still run. That, that, that to me is, is, is the most important thing. So slow, but, <laughs> slow but steady. With a big smile. <laughs> yes, yes. Richmond, what, what are you allowing yourself to be distracted by? Because I, I know you're working on lots of different things, but are you allowing some distraction to come in? Well, it's, it's interesting. I, I've always had a concern about the word distraction, um, mainly because, as you know, most people I work with come along because they've got chronic pain. And so when I talk to them about um, when do they feel better, they might say, well, when I'm distracted by A, B or C. And, and I always think that that sounds like a rather passive thing. And actually, I just feel that we, we have our attention and it's finite. So there's only one thing we can really pay attention to in any, any one moment. The rest is all a bit peripheral. So it's, it's more, for me, it's more about what am I choosing to put my attention on? And then what sort of pops in there? And then what do I choose to do with that? Um, so I feel that we can be much more proactive with that. I've changed your question now. That's all right. I mean, these are only some of my thoughts that are running through my mind. And, you know, I, for one, you know, have I've certainly allowed myself to, to be distracted and, you know, at times deliberately so. But that's that served me well in terms of resetting and then going on to, to do something else. Um, when it comes to being intentional, how are you using this time to to really focus in on something. I, I, I read something quite early on, which, you know, I think we, we could, you know, we could challenge and, and debate it. And it was something along the lines of, if you, if you don't come through this period of time, which, which seems to be getting longer, having, you know, learned an instrument or a language or read 13 books or what have you, then, then you really have wasted this time. And, and I think, the temptation again with the media and social media is to kind of jump on the back of that and think I must do everything. And, and don't get me wrong. We've painted the, you know, the garden fence. Um, we've made other changes. We, we've, we've kind of sprayed the, you know, the, the backyard and jet washed and everything. All those things have been done, but how are you using this time yourselves to be really intentional and focused on, on, on something or something? yeah I don't know this pressure always pressure for something but so but I've and I find it interesting when you see I've got all this spare time because I haven't had any spare time (laughs) I think I've been busier now than than I was beforehand um which uh I'm not quite sure what I've been doing with myself but my intention is 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 that I've been challenging myself to create more content essentially in order to to share with people um but also been supporting a lot of people with new work so i've been um i've we've i've been helping run we've done two online retreats so far um which has been incredible um you know being able to support people who are finding life challenging or need some time out or um, get their head in a different space so um, but but also just coming up with the things that I really want to do I think that's what I found this time's given me rather than 
um, my husband always says I'm a real butterfly. So um, I'm always like flitting here, flitting there, coming up with an idea and then coming up with the next idea and not staying, you know, finishing off. But this has enabled, allowed me to have a bit of butterfly time um, and come up with some things that I want to do going forward, which is really exciting, including <laughs> writing another book. <laughs> um, butterfly time. Yeah, well, it, it's it well because also with the butterfly, it's a time, isn't it? So you know, moving away from that chrysalis and emerging into something uh, different and more beautiful, or you know, more creative or colourful or whatever than than we were before. And I hope that everybody has the butterfly time. You know that 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 as we've already said, you know, that there needs to be a lot of changes. Well, I hope there'll be a lot of changes in, in the way that we all live our lives going forward. Um, and uh, yeah, so hopefully we're all going to be butterflies. Beautiful. Richmond, do you follow that? <laughs> well, Jeff, I've, I've learned a musical instrument, I've learned a language, and I've read 13 books. <laughs> I don't believe you. And I've painted the garden fence. <laughs> You're showing off now. I again, you know, likewise, it's, it's been, um, I, I, I don't, I don't get bored. I rarely get bored when I've got my own time. There's, there's, there's too many things I'm, I'm sort of interested in. I'll always find something to do. I was an only child and I was talking to a mate about this and I spent a lot of time on my own finding ways of amusing myself and, and that, that has persisted, which is, has many pluses. Um, but, but I think the, um, I was running a, a project, um, a pain coach project with people um, we started off with osteoarthritic pain, but then we broadened the, broadened it out, and, and and I was seeing people face to face, and we were we were recording the the sessions, and we're looking at kind of the language and the communication styles, that kind of thing, um, and and then we had the the lockdown, well lockdown, and um, then we switched to Skype, and and it's been interesting. It was interesting shifting into that. And that took up the first good few weeks. And I was doing a lot of Skype sessions and, and Zoom sessions with that, which was a real test in a way for, for intensely doing or delivering. And so really what it highlighted was putting, you know, putting more and more attention on the coaching style to help people with, um, with persistent and chronic pain. And now I'm sifting through the results and data and, um, and you know, the early signs are, are really, really encouraging and, and positive, which is great, which is sort of pushing me more and more, with more and more confidence down that coaching route, which, I, you know, it's, it's taken about 10 years to kind of get to the point of confidently just putting your hand up and saying, hey, this is now, this is pain coaching. This really is something that we can, we can work with as opposed to just an idea. Fabulous. Fabulous on both fronts. I have one one other thing that I'd, I'd like to glean from you, really, and, and, and get an idea of. And that is, if, if you were to commit 1% of your day, so 14.4 minutes of your day, uh, to doing something that your power's not doing already, what would it be and why? So it's a challenge I'd pose to everybody that's come on, on this series of, of the podcast is, to think about just 1% of your time each day, because it is, it is limited and it is finite. What could you do with that 1% of your time each day? So that at the end of this, whenever it is, whenever that looks like for each and every one of us, you can look back and think, yeah, I've, I've done that rather than the 13 books and the language and the, and the musical instrument. What, what would it be? 
Well, um, I, I had to think about this and uh, for me, I think it's, I'm going to learn to breathe. <laughs> I know that sounds a bit strange, but um, I've, I've realized that I, I yeah, I, I tend not to take that moment to stop and think and contemplate and sift um, through the best options or, you know, just analyze the situation and, um, yeah, learning to breathe. Breathing, I've learned very recently, is, is a real skill. Um, and, uh, yeah, so intentional breathing, that's what I'm, I'm going to get out of this. And the practice of um, well, meditative practice um, and just take those moments to think and to listen. I think it's a great idea because at what point are we told or shown how to breathe it's just it happens um but there's some great people out there doing some great work uh, around how to breathe intentionally so i love that idea yeah well i'm i'm, I'm very lucky to have found met, met someone recently that who i've been working with and she's she's really great uh, meditation teacher but yeah her one of her things is just 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 breathe <laughs> I'm like, okay, I can do that. Because, yeah, we do. I mean, it's an automatic thing. And obviously, I've been aware of the breath. Interestingly, again, for nursing, I, I did used to be the, a pain nurse specialist, you know, for acute pain. One of the techniques we used was, was breathing. Um, and, you know, just as a, as a tool to feel more comfortable. But it's still something that there's so much to learn about. So, so yeah. Excellent thing. Brilliant. Richmond. So fun, funny enough, breathing was the first thing that came to mind as well. And, and I, but I, I mean, I, I, you know, I meditate every day. I, I do practice breathing every day. Um, and it doesn't mean I'm good at it uh, and I'm not trying to be good at it. I just do it. Uh, I, I, most people I work with, I teach um, different forms of, of breathing um and and mindfulness meditation so it's kind of a common thing so i'm quite lucky in that i i practice with people every day and as well on top of that so that, that's good um but the one thing i don't for is is kind of move my body in meaningful ways yeah i run a lot and i do loads of miles but i don't do enough behind the scenes so on thursday i'm actually starting a course of yoga for stiff blokes it's called and, uh, and and it's with someone I've known for quite a few years and it's online and I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to it because I've fiddled around with yoga before and, and I know, you know, I know a few poses and I practice a few poses very much here and there, but it's definitely something and it doesn't have to be yoga. It could just be some other forms of movement, but I'm going to hinge on that to start with and form the habit um, and uh, and see and see where we go. Two fabulous ideas and I'm smiling because a, I've been thinking about working on my breathing and, and B, I'm dreadful when it comes to stretching um, at any point. And I know that if I've run a couple of times in the week and then I go out for a third run, that, that at some point I'm going to get uncomfortable. Um, what a great name for a class as well. Um, I'm going <laughs> to have to get that off you, Richmond. And likewise, Karen, I'm going to have to get some more details about breath work as well. Um, 
Fabulous. Both of you, thank you very much indeed for coming on the show and taking some time out. It's been fascinating to understand a little bit more around what's getting your attention uh, and what's distracting you or, or where your intentions are going right now. So thank you both very much indeed. Well, thank thank you. you. It's been great. Yeah, absolutely.